0: Is this the crusty Crab? No, this is hard rock lunch box. Is this the crusty Crab? No, this is hard rock lunch box. Is
1: this the crusty Crab?
0: No, this is hard
1: rock lunch box. <coughs> <coughs>
0: I'm not a Krusty Krab.
1: Ah, what is up, everybody? It is another Thursday afternoon, and therefore, by law, it is time for another Hard Rock Lunchbox. (laughs) Also in accordance with the laws of the game, the first 20 minutes is going to be the top 20, and that commences... Now, that was way too long. All right, good night, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> How's everybody doing? I, uh, I, fall has returned to the Northeast. I've got my hoodie on, and I could not be happy. I like hoodie balls. Truth be told, I'm still in shorts, but I'm not an animal, so. I don't know what that is shorts and a hoodie. I like it. it feels very post grunge grunge. Because I remember when grunge came out because I'm old enough to know those things. And uh, I remember everybody was just talking about, like, oh, shorts and a flannel. It's like, oh, yeah, cargo, like cargo shorts or whatever in a flannel. It's like, yep, yeah, that's kind of what we wear. <laughs> I don't think I was ever accused of posing as grunge because that was literally what I was wearing. I mean, I like jeans, too, but, man, I was shorts all summer long. Like, I'm not... It's not just because I'm heavier now that I'm, like, totally into just wearing shorts all the time, but, like... Yeah, I've I've always run a tad hot. <laughs> Actually that's not true. I run I run cold, which is why everything always feels hot to me like my um my my body temperature instead of like the standard ninety-eight point six, It's usually floating around ninety-eight or sometimes ninety-seven point eight. So he used to really throw off the nurses, but back then they didn't really give a shit, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> lot going on in the world this week. I just found out that Liz Truss, the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain, has resigned. It's been a short six weeks, shortest in history. And my oldest informed me that I think it was on Reddit, there was a competition to see who would last longer, uh, the new Prime Minister of England or a piece of lettuce. And I'm happy to announce that the piece of lettuce has won. All right, good job, lettuce. Reddit really is the worst place on earth. I mean, it's better than TikTok. By the way, I had an argument, well, like, as much of an argument as you can have with a 16-year-old girl about uh, how TikTok is better than YouTube. And I was old so I, I watch YouTube, and I was like, I'm old whether I watch YouTube or not. But the fact is, like, a couple of my hurricanes were like, no, no, I learned how to do stuff on TikTok. I'm like, you could be learning how to do that in school <laughs> uh, and also YouTube. But I think the way it works more on TikTok, it's not so much that you find out how to do like you go to find out how to do stuff. It's that stuff is just you know given to you, and it's like cool. Now I know how to do a French braid. Like, but that's it's very matrixy. Like now I know how to fly a helicopter. Like now I know Taekwondo. Like or whatever. Like I don't know. I feel like I've talked enough about TikTok. It's it's just so bad. And I actually kind of wonder. Like now that I just said I was I talked enough about it, I wonder if we're ever going to get to a point where it's going to be one of those things that parents actually take seriously. Like, do you remember... Probably not. But if anybody in my listening audience is old enough to remember the PMRC, where they started uh, rating albums, um, like music and stuff, and, like, Frank Zappa and Dee Snider and John Denver, the three of those guys, got together and went to testify in Congress, like, before Congress, like, about why it was such a bad idea and stuff. But Tipper Gore was going to have her label, and she won. She got it. She won. So I don't know, like... As much as that was helicopter parenting and way overstepping of of parent control, like I wonder if we're ever gonna get there because TikTok is demonstrably bad for the brain, especially for the adolescents. And there's study after study after study that prove it. Like you're you're better off taking stimulants. Uh, because those actually can course correct a little bit better. And they're, we have way more experience like helping the body negotiate that. But TikTok does so much damage in, in, in the way your cortex processes things that they're not entirely sure that they can undo like a lot of the ADHD symptoms. Like if your kid's got ADHD and they're on TikTok all the time, like I've got news for you. You probably just let them get ADHD. Like that's super bad parenting. Like and I don't mean to like just stand up here on my soapbox, but like If there's enough information out in the world that says, hey, this is going to be bad for your kids, like, maybe you should, like, pull them off that. And there's definitely been jokes about, you know, like, kids addicted to television and video games and stuff, and I don't even remember what the comedian was, or who the comedian was. Like, if you don't think your kid's addicted to, like, video games, like, turn off the game while they're in the middle of playing one. Like... They will lose their goddamn minds, and I will tell you, that's got nothing on TikTok. If you think things have not gotten more nefarious over the years, then you're just really not paying attention. My point is, is that we can go on, on Fox News and talk about how fentanyl and, like, all this other stuff is so bad for kids, and we should avoid it, and the Democrats, it's their fault, because they're letting kids have all this stuff, and it's rainbow-colored, and kids can't handle rainbow-colored stuff, and
2: we know that
1: from the gays. So, we make a big deal about that, but, like, TikTok is super destructive. Some of the TikTok challenges at least make the news, but nobody's doing anything about it. And you know, I, I don't I'm not on TikTok. I do not let Charlotte be on TikTok. I don't believe the boys are on TikTok because I think you kind of age out of it after a while. And you're looking at it like this is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I hard rule Charlotte is not allowed to have uh, to be on TikTok. I let her on Snapchat, uh, and the only reason I let her on Snapchat back in the early days is because I thought the filters were genius. I thought they were a lot of fun and I'm a big fan of creative and stuff like that. And Charlotte's just not a social media kid. I mean, she loves her T V and she loves her couch and honestly I think at this point it's mutual with the couch. I'm not entirely sure, but you know. All those people that are opposed to other people marrying couches, I mean, might have an issue with this one, but I feel like I'm pretty open minded, so I'm not like that. So what's the message? Stay off TikTok, kids. Learn your stuff on YouTube like uh, old people do. That's all I got for you today, and I'll see you next week. Not getting out of here that easy. If I have to be here, you have to be here, which is so not true. Like, neither one of us actually have to be here. The fact that none of us have to be here, and yet we're still here, I don't even know who that says worse things about, but probably me. Anyway, housekeeping. Housekeeping. I should get a button for that. Should I get a button for that? No? How about that?
2: It's always a no!
1: thought I forgot about that, didn't I? I did not forget. About that. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there's a new top 20 out. I actually have to take a look at it, because I I watched the beginning I love doing the beginning bumpers of the top 20 now. Like, and I realize like I end up doing like too many clips. But the fact that I was able to work in Linus and the Great Pumpkin, I think if that doesn't win me some sort of award, I don't know what's gonna. Like, I just <laughs> I literally worked the Great Pumpkin into a, a political argument. Like, is that's gotta be something, man. At least watch the goddamn thing and you know, or don't. I'll just. It doesn't. Apparently, it doesn't really, doesn't really much matter. I was talking about ways to kind of improve the reach of the top twenty, and uh, it was basically like, well, maybe you shouldn't be talking about music mainly, and then also talking about politics, and also not doing it on like you know, basically a, uh, a music channel, which is what hit TV is. I realize Strangerhood TV is a lot more than that, but it's still band's YouTube channel all that other stuff you know like maybe i should just move my political commentary over to its own thing and maybe i will like i i I don't know i really do think it might be worthwhile to have the top 20 be somewhere else and then just do the lunchbox but like i don't have time but once that moment comes then i'll be in two places at once and no one needs that so anyway currently being in two places at once if you want to check out the top 20, it is it is indeed the episode. It's episode 95, ladies and gentlemen. 95, Mrs. Bueller. 9-5. Uh, DJ knows it's because Linus said if instead of when. And that is very true. And that will definitely cause the great pumpkin to fly by your, your pumpkin patch, no matter how sincere it is. And if you don't believe me... Um... Also on the show, the goal of the 26 steps, me trying to get from the basement upstairs with a uh, bag of laundry would be good. Um, Basic human rights, more trouble on YouTube. I I still have to contest that YouTube strike. But I was actually thinking more of it. Like, the fact that I'm in trouble for that whole election denying thing. Like, first of all, like, like I said last week, there is no chance. Like, I am not even remotely an election denier. But also, I don't think the community standards were against that at that time. But I don't know that I want to actually make that argument because, you know... A, it's a weak argument. It was definitely the wrong thing to do, and we've since changed that. So, but I don't know. And a lot of people are getting pardoned for smoking weed, and I don't know. I, I don't know what the rules are, and I don't even know how that works. Uh, but I was talking a little bit about Lee Zeldin and what a horrible person uh, he would be as governor. But it is fun to note that the Quinnipiac poll only puts Kathy Hochul, who I am no supporter of, uh, four points ahead of Lee Zeldin, who I am really not a supporter of. So, like, we are seriously talking about the least worst candidate, as far as I can tell. And that just... It's just so sucks. And it's funny, too, because, like, I talk to people all the time, like, politically, like... And everyone's always like... Like, I have a big problem with libertarians, and that's not... It's not that they exist; it's that they don't have answers for me on stuff that matters. Like, I really would like to know what libertarians would do with the big giant mess in Florida, right? Like, Florida had a natural disaster. It's one of the reasons we have FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Association Assistance Department. I forget, Federal Emergency uh, Agency, Federal Emergency Management Agency, and they handle natural disasters and all kinds of stuff like that. Excuse me. Well, wow, that was gross. I also don't know what that was. Coffee? Coffee. It's all coffee. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, they play a big role in basically sweeping up the mess that Mother Nature like does to us, even though we've done it to her first. Uh, and they helped out a lot in Sandy. They're always rebuilding a trailer or two in Oklahoma. And like, you know, Florida got really, really nailed this week or this month by, by this hurricane. And uh, you know, billions of dollars of damage and stuff like that. And people are already complaining about how their insurance companies aren't covering, like you know, what they should be covering. And what's the point of insurance? Like, yeah, oh, duh, man. Like, seriously, you want to get me rolling on why insurance companies are bad? Like, why don't you, like, you ever ask yourself, like, why insurance companies own like theaters and stadiums and football, you know, stadiums and stuff like that? Like, there shouldn't there should not be a Met Life Arena? Do you know why? Because they're in the business of insurance, and aside from all the payment of that business, like, they should be paying out those claims. And the fact that they say no, 80% of the time just out of the gate, and then buy a football stadium should speak volumes to people. And that's the kind of thing that government actually is supposed to be doing. Government is supposed to regulate that stuff. But in the immortal words of of Ronald Reagan, where he said, uh, government is not the solution to the problem, government is the problem. And I'll tell you this, Nobody has been more full of shit than Ronald Reagan as a president. And I love the fact that people think he's so great and decided to name an airport after him. And all I can think of is the fact that he didn't want to deal with the AIDS epidemic epidemic because he didn't even want to utter the word homosexual in public because he's that much of a closeted dipshit. Reagan was an awful, awful president. And he is responsible mostly. Uh, pre-Trump era for destroying what government actually does. Government is supposed to regulate and oversee a lot of that stuff and when you start canceling those things then you get stuff like insurance companies buying stadiums instead of putting a roof back on your house. I mean, whenever I talk to people about that, especially libertarians, like they just don't seem to have an answer. Like, libertarians kind of kind of, want to kind of go back to the way it was before there was an income tax. And for those of you listening that were alive during the income, before there was an income tax, God bless you, because it was a very long time ago. Like, I don't think, I don't know that people who are alive, but, but the way they used to pay for things, because the country still had, like, a standing army and stuff like that, the way they used to pay for things were basically, like, on excise taxes, which are tariffs, right? Like, we just had a big, giant trade war with China, which... In another episode, I'm going to discuss how that actually caused the inflation that we have now. Something new to me. Um, What was I saying? Nobody knows. Nobody knows and nobody cares. And that's probably the most important thing to take away. But, uh, oh, right. So they used to, like, you know, excise tax and, and they would sell off land. Like, that's how the government paid for stuff. Like, that's... We're out of land, man. We can't start selling it. I mean, like, I don't want to sell off our national parks. I feel like we collectively have decided, like, yeah, we're going to preserve, like, Yosemite and some of the Pine Barrens and stuff like that. Like, parks are good. Like, I'm I'm a big believer. And that's another thing, like, I tend to argue with the Republicans about because I believe in stuff like parks. I like the communal good. Like, it's good for us to do that. And they're just like, no, it's just about the economy. Well, if it's just about the economy, then like, okay, then we can just sell off all this stuff and not pay for fire departments and police departments. And if you want to save some money, you know, way we can do that is really get rid of all those schools, because honestly, they're not teaching anybody shit anyway. At this point, my 16-year-old da- daughter is already in college because she's so much more advanced than public school kids because she's being educated properly. Like, what the hell is that, man? You want to save a boatload of money? Shut down the schools. Like, oh, no, we got to educate people. Well, we're not exactly educating people. And then, of course, bringing me back to the hurricane in Florida, like, libertarians find, like, very little role for government in, in daily life. So what are you going to do if a... 50-foot wave of water decides to remove your house from where it used to be. Are you just, like, on your own? Or are you going to rely on your insurance company that's going to pay out, say, $8,000 on a $50,000 claim? Like, what are you going to do? Like, you do realize that the average American cannot handle a $500 unexpected expense. Like, that is, that's where we're at right now. And as much as I believe in lowering taxes, I think the best way to do that is by oversight and regulation. And I realize that adds a level of bureaucracy. But if we really do that well, like we used to really believe in like the Congressional Budget Office, like the CBO, like that used to tell us what things were going to cost. And It was a nonpartisan thing. And I think it still is. i just, nobody really, nobody really cares anymore I mean, because they don't have any teeth. They don't have any power. And Congress, of course, doesn't care at all because they're all politicians, which doesn't help anything either. But if we had like an outside regulatory agency with a lot of transparency, Transparency that could be like, why are we paying five hundred thousand dollars for this hammer? Then maybe we could actually lower the tax bill. Because I don't think it's necessarily about all the stuff that we like just spend our money on. I think it's the stuff that we spend our money on carelessly. Like I'm not super frugal, but like I know to not buy things at whole food that I can get at Stop and Shop. You know what I mean? Like I I know to do that. I know to get the things at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's that I can only get there, right? Like, it's very hard to get, like, Trader Joe's stuff, like, anywhere else. Like, it just is. Like, I don't know if there's a Trader Joe's black market, but uh, I'd, I'd be totally down for it. But I would suggest the best way to get a deal at Trader Joe's is take any one of your kids and make them work there because then they get a solid discount. Yeah. DJ solves it all. Again. Yeah, man. I'm on fire. I'm not, no, literally, I'm on fire. No, I'm kidding. I'm not actually on fire. But anyway. So they never have, an, they never have an, uh, an explanation. Like, it's always... There's a lot of, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, I don't have bootstraps, man. Like, I believe in social safety nets and all that other stuff. Like, I really, I really do. Like, Social Security is getting an 8% increase next month. Awesome. I mean, it's not super like because we have eight percent of inflation so it's like at least but at least they did that you know what i mean like i'm i'm definitely you know i've been my entire life i've been told that i'm not gonna have social security when i retire and i don't know if that's gonna be true or not i i don't i don't know what you guys think of that i don't know where you guys are at with it i know anybody that works for for a legit paycheck is definitely you know contributing to it and hopefully we at least get that back but like I I gotta tell you, man. Like some of the numbers you see about like retirement, it's like it's it's bad. Like we have subsidized housing for people that are you know disabled and sick and and the elderly and stuff like that. But we're gonna run out of that stuff as people keep living longer and longer and longer. Um, You know, so it's 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 kind of something to like kind of keep an eye on. And I just every time I talk to a libertarian or even like our super conservative Republican, like. What do you want to do with those people? Like what do you want to do about that? And most of them are like, well, self-reliance and take care of yourself. It's like, all right, man. But like all things being equal and let let's just say you're able to like live your perfect life, right? Like no real illness, no real financial problems, you're just doing the right thing, you're socking your money away and you're you're doing a good job and you're buying gold because I don't know why, but like you are So you're not at risk for the stock market. Like, let's say you get all the way to the end there, like, and you're going to spend, you retire at, say, 60, and you spend 25 years, like, living off that money. Like, is that, is that really something you're going to be able to do? Like, really? 25 years without a little help? I don't think so, man. I just, I don't, I don't see it. And that's just, like, if it goes really well. And and none of them have been able to explain to me how to handle, like, the additional costs in the world. I mean, sure, the standing army and, like, dealing with other problems in other parts of the world, like, they just want out. Like, and I get that. But there's a lot to be said for, like, why Americans get to live the way they do is because of our influence in the world. If it was just us, I I don't think we'd be, like... I mean, obviously, if it's just us, we wouldn't be the number one superpower. We wouldn't be the number one economic power either. And the world would be a very different place. And if we didn't have that sort of leverage, who's going to stop from taking us over? I mean, have you seen the size of Ukraine? Like, Ukraine's pretty big. Russia just marched right in there and took it. You don't think maybe Russia might do one of those Red Dawn moves? Like, you want to throw a perfectly good reference into the mix? Like, maybe. I don't know. I'm a big believer in the global... Like player, like, and I've always said, like, you want to keep migrants from coming to America, like, make their life better at home. It's much cheaper to like take care of people in Guatemala than it is to take care of them on Randall's Island. That's true. That's like, that's a hundred percent of fact, and that's why we invest that money in those places. And I just, I think if we oversight it a little bit more and do a little bit better job with our money, then you know, we can do that. I mean. It just doesn't seem like that hard, and it doesn't even seem like that foreign of an idea. I mean, I know Kaz, for years, when we've gone to bars and stuff, he'll look at his receipt when he checks out, because that motherfucker finds every extra shot that was not his. Kaz may have a lot of problems, but he is very sharp when it comes to money he's spending at a bar. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like we could just do that. I mean... We all know some accountants, right? Like We could just do that. I mean, like, who among us is, like, just throwing $50 at the bar and be like, yeah, I love drinks, whatever. Like, yeah, uh, just give me my change back. Like, I'm always aware of my changes. Hyper aware of my $5 change when I got a one drink at Amityville Music Hall out of my $20 bill. Hyper aware of that. You know where I'm not spending my money anymore? Honestly, I wouldn't spend my money there anyway, even if I didn't have the fight with the twat that was running the place. But seriously, at those prices, hard pass. Like, absolutely hard pass. And that's kind of, like, I think, the way we need to approach things here. And it's so funny because I had absolutely no intention of talking about that. I really wanted to talk about the democratic messaging problem uh, based on a couple of videos I saw yesterday and even some stuff I watched on um Bill Maher that I thought was incredibly on point when he's talking about Herschel Walker and why Herschel Walker is even still in the goddamn race. He raises some good issues, some issues I've been saying for years about the inability for Democrats to message properly, and I guess it'll just have to wait. You know, it might even be better. We'll just do it next week. It'll be closer to the midterms, right before the midterms, although I can't imagine anybody still in my listening audience is even remotely interested in voting Republican, because The reality is their push on social issues is just, just, I can't, I cannot do it. And even like as bad as Lee Zeldin is, like if he honestly stepped off the social nonsense and the election denying and the fracking, my God, the fracking, seriously, knock it off. We don't want to frack in upstate New York. None of those people want to have gasoline coming through their water and all the health problems. They just don't understand. And all you have to do is look a state over to Pennsylvania to see how badly that has gone. And it's not like Pennsylvania is just, like, giving away free money because they've got so much money. Like, that energy independence you think you're getting is going to the oil and gas companies because they're still having record profits somehow and paying no windfall taxes, which is just bananas to me. But that's okay because everybody wants to have energy independence without having any idea what it actually means or looks like for them and theirs. And if they start fracking in New York, people in upstate New York are going to start dying from these complications. you are going to have earthquakes, and again, they're going to light their water on fire, all kinds of cancers and stuff like that. And as good as it sounds to knock off a few of the people causing most of the problems upstate, which honestly, all of us downstate are supporting anyway. And you know that, right? Yeah, because you're not exactly making in billions of dollars outside of Schenectady or whatever the fuck that place is. All the money is coming from downstate, and you're lucky to be alive. Stop fucking complaining. Or just move. Just move somewhere else. I'm fine with that. But I didn't come here to talk about that. And yet I did. Again. I really should do better with this show. But not today. There's a little day to remember to remind you of a day to remember. See what I did there? Yeah, I know. I'm done. Hard. Rock. Lunch. box. So I'm just going to read this police report to you because it makes me laugh. This is a quote. This is right from the police report. On October 4th, 2022, at approximately 1640 hours, Randy Jean Kaufman was observed by Maricopa County College's uh, police Police Department Officer Gilbraith in the east parking lot of the Rio Saldo College. Surprise, Arizona. That's the name of the town, Surprise, Arizona. Sitting in a maroon Ford truck, knowingly engaging in sexual conduct by fondling slash manipulating his fully erect nude penis in a reckless manner where a reasonable person viewing his activity would be offended or alarmed by the act. Kaufman was contacted, arrested, and cited for public sexual indecency. Now, the reason it's important is because Randy Kaufman is a GOP candidate running for a local college district governing board in Surprise, Arizona. I would just think that if I was worried about our kids and pushing family values and all that other stuff, I probably wouldn't be jerking off in a college parking lot. I'm just saying. I don't really know for sure. But I am just saying. Hard Rock Lunch Box. It's so funny, like, trying to lean into, like, positive vibe energy songs when you're just not, like, totally feeling it on the inside. I mean, I'm in a better mood today than some days, but, like, Jesus, man, thank God for songs like that, right? (laughs) Which is funny, because it totally brings me to the next song, which is something I just... I always love to play when I'm feeling a little bit lower than I ought to, because it just speaks volumes to me. And the reason it does has absolutely nothing to do with what really the song is about. But I remember reading an article, and I do not remember his name, but he's the singer for for Mayday Parade, and he wrote this song uh, just after Trump was elected, and he wondered what kind of world we were heading into. And there were definitely some sort of pauses, like... Jim Jeffries, the comedian, has a great bit of like during the run up to the twenty sixteen election. Where he's just like, you know, every now and then I just think, fuck it, let's give it a try, give it a try. And it's just it's so funny because I definitely had some of that at the beginning. Like, he will definitely do things differently, and he certainly did, but after the campaign, I mean I feel like we really we really understood like kind of what we're in for at least a little bit because for me it's really never about the one dude it's about the people that follow him i think uh hitler would have been very uh not successful if he didn't have the followers he did same with mussolini and same with most fascist dictators like that just kind of win over you know they, they stir up i want to say win over but that's really not the right word but they stir up their base and those people become very dangerous and um it just—it's just always problematic, and I just—I—I I always like this song anyway because it speaks about heading into dangerous times and like you know where are you, what are you holding on to? Like where's your lighthouse? Like that's a big thing, uh, certainly in my ever, uh, never, never-ending therapy or self, whatever the hell it is that I do. Uh, it's like where is your lighthouse, and like knowing where it is and. I always thought the song was like that, but when I read the article and found out it was really about like, man, we're making a big shift from one world into another, so everybody hold on. I'd like it even more, but it's definitely my favorite song from Mayday Parade, and it's up now on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box Now, I realize I still have work to do on myself, especially as it pertains to social media, particularly Facebook, when I'm in a shit mood. Because um, I really do, like, sometimes I'll pick a fight because I'm looking for a fight. Kind of like the number one reason to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> but I had actually asked, like, a legit, I thought, a legit question. I got some actually legit answers, which was kind of cool. But I don't think anybody in my listening audience is as politically active online as I am. If I'm. If that's not true, then I'm, I'm apologizing. I'm just not thinking of anybody currently that I know that does that. But, um, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I find there's a very, there's a very like specific thing that keeps happening whenever people argue with me. And I, and I don't, I don't think it's me. I mean, it could be, but it's like, it's if I, if I ever say anything or post anything, like it's because I want to talk about a particular issue. Right, like that's it. Like, usually it's like some sort of gun violence or uh, you know, social rights or healthcare or something like that. But if I'm talking about something, invariably somebody will just try and like talk about something else or like it's called it's been deemed kind of like a whataboutism. And if you ever talk to sort of like, I'm just going to say this, but like just like a like a real Trump supporter, right? And You say anything about Trump, in, in, invariably within the first two comments is going to be, well, you know, what about bumbling Joe Biden or like, you know, you know, Obama or whatever, Pelosi, like, what about, it's always that. It's literally always that. So like, I was kind of interested in like, can we just have like an actual conversation about like, just specifically like one thing? And so, and, and like I said, like I got some interesting results, but like, but the, the big one is, not only do I get the whataboutisms, but then I get, well, why didn't you post about this? And, like, it has actually cost me a very good friend because this is years ago, my friend uh, Sam, who who's honestly, he's the only person that I miss on Facebook. He's the only person because we were friends for a very long time. And he used to do the same thing to me over and over again. Like, he was very uh, libertarian and... Um, he had a real bug up his ass about edward snowden which you know if you study this stuff with snowden and like kind of what happened like there's a lot of shady stuff that went on and there's a lot of bad stuff that went on like against him like he did some shady stuff and then there was shady stuff done against him like the whole thing with like the murder in dc where he was like oh no we have those documents but those documents came like after the murder like And refuse to explain it, like that kind of that kind of bothers me. But the whole WikiLeaks things, like I'm fine with it. I don't like the way our government reacted to it or reacted to him about it. Like I, I don't. Um, But you know, anyway. So Sam's big thing was that. And whenever I would like post anything, invariably that would come up. And I, you know, finally one day I was like. Dude, I'm really not in the mood to just be dragged around. And I said exactly this. I'm not in the mood to be dragged around by your agenda today. And he unfriended me and never spoke to me again after that. So I miss Sam because that sucked. And I don't think that was fair. And I was really just tired of constantly having it happen. But because of that, like I am super, super sensitive to it. And the simple fact that I make any sort of statement whatsoever and people are like, Well, how come you're not posting about this? It's like, dude, first of all, I can't post about everything. Like, I actually barely can handle that kind of time. And and don't like to, honestly, because I almost instantly regret it. <laughs> but, like, it... It's it's just a thing. And I keep redirecting people, like, hey man, why don't you post this on your page, and then I'll comment on that. And I don't know if it applies to anybody that's listening to me, but I think that's probably the better way to go. Like, men, Like, don't don't go into those caveats like people are dragging you into an alley for a fight and you don't need to like that's that's the work of a small mind it always is if you can't argue a particular point like you can't go into debate club right and have like the big date the big debate uh competition and be like all right well we're going to talk about omelets and you're gonna be like well i want to talk about hamburgers like you're not actually allowed to do that and what it is, it's a sign of lesser intelligence because somebody's got something to, to talk about and they're mad that you're not talking about it or they want to come to something they can talk about. There's a modern family issue about it, uh, episode about it. It's one of the greatest ones where Cam and Mitch. And Alex and Manny go to, like, an art museum. I think it's a Kaczynski. supposed to be a Kaczynski exhibit. And Cam has spent, like, all night looking, uh, like, researching, like, Kaczynski stuff. And so it turns out to not be that exhibit. So they're looking at another exhibit. So he keeps talking about (laughs) how all the art that he's seeing relates to all the stuff that he knows. And that's fine, like, if you want to be part of the, you know, conversation. But if you're, like sitting around, if you're like talking football and you don't know football, but you're sitting in a room with like five people talking about football, like, you know, you want to know if the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs this year or whatever the hell it is they do in football. And you're like, well, you know, I heard Serena Williams is like uh, leaving tennis. Like everyone's going to look at you and be like, cool, man. Now let's talk about football. (laughs) Like it's that. Like, you want to just have a conversation? Like, have a conversation and isolate. Have a discussion. If it drifts naturally into a way, but don't crowbar stuff in. And I guess what all I'm really saying is don't fall for the trap. It's really just, it's really ridiculous. Also, I did not uh, pull any new music this week for the show, mainly because I suck at this job, that's true. I'm sorry about that. When I do that, it means I am free to play a lot of old music and just sort of scroll through the library and be like, man, I haven't heard that in forever, and I just did that. Literally have not heard this in forever. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Uh, easily my favorite Jack White song for you. Uh, if that doesn't mellow you out, I, or, or I guess depress you through the floor, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is like a big deal, man. Like It's a it's certainly a big deal in my life in my life I um, man, I don't know that I was ever more anxious than when I was on anti-anxiety meds but like, <laughs> I, know there's, I know there's a lot of stuff out there I, I take they're, they're, they're a group of supplements and they're called adaptogens and I kind of play in them a lot um, L-theanine tends to be my adaptogen of choice but rhodiola is also a good one especially in the liquid form Uh, I've been known to take Holy Basil and other stuff like that too um but I will say it sort of it it for me it always just takes the edge off a little bit like whenever I'm doing like any sort of like audition work or anything like that I will always take it before I am loaded on adaptogens if you ever see me live because otherwise I just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and, talk and, talk and can't focus and stuff like that so I will say if I could just offer a non-medical opinion like I'm a huge believer in those things but just make sure you get quality stuff and if you want to know where you can get that kind of quality stuff like message me because I can. I can, I can put you in touch with somebody that can do that for you, but like, it's it's good stuff um, so, yeah, anxiety is very real especially in this day and age um, it's um, yeah <laughs> oh man oh, I gotta tell you about my slight car accident the other night, but I'll wait because, no, your enemy's up next Good News Garage. They work with people just like you to award donated vehicles to our local neighbors.
0: When a neighbor receives a vehicle, it empowers them to create a better life
1: full of new opportunities. They can get to medical appointments, bring their kids to child care, reliably get to work. And that's only possible because of donors like you. So thank you for helping your community.
0: And donors qualify for generous tax deductions.
1: Visit goodnewsgarage.org to donate today. Good News Garage is a member of the Accenture Care Alliance. Pass your keys to a neighbor in need. New to you 5 or New to you 6, but Tempest City was absolutely on point when they played, and I love that song. Uh, it's actually nice to see them back together after Walter's passing. That was definitely sad and definitely threw the band's um, future in in question, but uh, they are back out and playing again, so it's really good to uh, see that. So good on you guys. Um Speaking of going further in music, this weekend, this Saturday, Rebel 9 enters the studio one more time. I know. I really can't believe it either. I mean, I guess it was inevitable. But, yeah, we're stepping back in. We're going to record four songs. Probably not an EP. We're probably going to just dribble them out like singles and stuff. But um, it is the first new music that we... Are starting to record since 2019. All right. And it's funny because of all the older songs of the newer material, like only one of the older songs uh, made it made the cut this time. And it's not even so much a cut as much as well, it's a cut. It's not so much a cut of quality as much as it is these songs are in a good place and ready to record. I will tell you, one of the songs that we're recording is Aaliyah, which is the second newest... Is that right? Second newest? Um, I think Aaliyah... I think Aaliyah is last of the the new songs, with the exception of the even newer song. But anyway, Aaliyah was definitely on the chopping block because it just simply wasn't ready, uh, because it was brand new. Like, we played it for the very first time, like, in September, July. I don't even remember when it was. It wasn't all that long ago. Um, but when we the when we did the back-to-back shows at Queen's Rock Fest and, and 89 North is when we played it for the first time. But we've been rehearsing it, and we decided that, yeah, it's ready. Like, And we added it. We didn't even cut something else to add it. But it's funny because we were talking um, kind of as a band about, like, what are we going to do with those other songs? And the plan really is to just keep throwing songs into this, like, bin... And, like, working on them and stuff like that. Like, there have been a couple of suggestions uh, to change a couple of things. Like, Scars has one big change that we want to make on it. Scars was our show opener for a very long time. I was sure that was going to make this this batch. But it, it just needs some work. It's missing something, which is awesome. You know, I mean, I like that it's it can be worked on and that we're going to work on it and we're going to make it a little bit better. But, but um I also like that the other songs barely needed anything. Like, that's cool, too, and says a lot about me and my band in terms of uh, the ability to write, so I'm excited for that. But, yeah, we are about to step into the studio for the first time in a long time. It's also the very first time um, that I have gone to record in a studio vocally in, um, let's see, I think Spartacle. No, Spartacle, we did on our own. I mean, we we had our own studio, so I guess that doesn't count. So I've never done it before, so. I'm really excited to see what it's going to sound like, because I really have no idea. And it's funny, too, because we're going to start with the drums, and then we're going to move on to the other instruments. But, like, after the drums are done, the reason we're doing drums right now is because we need to get them done and out of the way so another band can record its new music. That other band? Pathmaker. say I've got um whatchamacallit, I've got a show. So we're in the studio on Saturday. And then we've got a show just outside Scranton next Saturday. Uh that's the 29th. So it's I guess the Halloween party that I won't be dressing up for. So don't be looking for that. We'll be outside Scranton. It's been about 3 years since we've been in Scranton, maybe even longer. So it's going to be really good to get back. I'm actually having a little bit of trouble cuz I'm not I haven't advertised enough. Like I really need to be advertising more and I just haven't. Um just to let people in that whole Nipah Valley know that we're actually going to be out there again because it just doesn't come up all that often. I'm just not so good at, at doing that. So I'll keep telling my audience listening here, and maybe that'll help out, hopefully. Um, but our next and our next show after that and our last show for the year is going to be at Mr. Beery's on the 16th of December. I think it's a Friday night. And I am really, really looking forward to that one because it's it's going to be so... Like, who gives a shit? Like, I, th- I think... <laughs> I mean, that's the way I'm going into it. Like, uh, like, I've already talked to the band about, like, let's just play what people want to hear. Like, I have zero agenda at that point. Actually, the only real agenda I have is I probably won't be playing any of the new songs. The four new songs that we played at the last show that we're heading into the studio for, I typically would pull because we're going to start releasing them. And I'm, if you haven't heard them, then you haven't heard them, and that's too bad. So um, don't expect to hear... Uh, inside or into the afternoon, or side out, or uh, Aaliyah anytime soon live because I'll, I'm not going to probably play them until we start playing out on the new releases. Uh, but I think everything else is kind of up up on the table, like you know, and we are entering like rehearsals and stuff, and we're going over the old records and some old covers because I mean at this point we've got three records, right? Three full records. We've got. Um, We've got the, the Dirty Deeds uh, single, and we've got a couple other covers and stuff, and we've got six other new songs that are not even part of the four that we're recording, so we've got a lot of material, so I'm, I'm going in it like we're going to play what the fans want to hear, like regardless if we want to play it or not, and that's probably the attitude that's going to uh, stay on all the way through. Plus, on top of that, Craving is going to be playing with us, and they don't even have to close this time, so they're like they like as good as they are at closing. Like I know it's a lot more fun for them to just sort of play in the middle because then they get to hang out afterwards. I mean, it's just it's it's a good it's a good spot to be in. Plus, it's going to be the first time I've ever played with a Farewell Fire, and I haven't played with Eddie from Ignite in years. So like we're gonna do that, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. And then Mikey's gonna open the show. Like I just don't see a down point in this entire show. Like, at all. And it's going to be fun and funny and stupid and ridiculous the whole time. And, like, I honestly I haven't had a show like that in a little bit. So, um, you know, even the last one that kind of came close was the one at the Village Pub. But we were doing all new material. It was in the middle of winter. We hadn't played many shows. So, like, I was, I was also super out of shape. Not that I'm just all chiseled now. But, like, um, I'm more like American Cheese, whereas back in January it was kind of like more Velveeta. So, uh, I'm getting there But, uh, it was, there was a lot more pressure on that show Because I just hadn't done it in a while But, like, I gotta tell you, I'm sliding into this December 16th. Like, I just don't give a shit And it's, I think that's going to make for an incredibly fun show It might not be the best show But it's gonna be a fun show, so Anyway, we're practicing all kinds of other stuff So I was just trolling through the Rebel 9 archive Figured I'd hit you with this super rarity
2: Trust me to break this hold as it falls away so he is where it ends and it seems so
1: Yeah, man. You know what that sound means. It means the end of the Deftones, but also the start of Craving Strange. <laughs> it's time for your weekly Craving of the Week. And yeah, I could be like everybody else and play one of their new singles, but I'm not going to do that because I don't have to. The reason we have a weekly Craving of the Week is because I have so much goddamn craving material, i got to get it out of my house. And the only way I can do that is to play it for you every single Thursday, although... Doesn't really seem to be working because here's an oldie, but a goodie. But sometimes you just got to get up and dance, right? Or sit there and listen. Totally fine. Totally fine. Zero, zero judgment. Uh, nope. What happened? We're at the end of another show. I know I can't believe it either. <laughs> show actually kind of flew by. I like those. I hate the ones that drag by. They just sort of suck. So, anyway, so this weekend, I don't honestly have any idea what's going on musically outside of my own very selfish studio stuff. We are going to record four songs of drums, drums only. Maybe we'll release that. Hey man, who wants an EP of just Noodle being all Noodle? Since I'm actually not doing a lot of the engineering this time out, we're actually going to be able to record video-wise some of what's going on so you get to see some of our nonsense. Uh, and that might be fun, or might not be, but you know, who knows? We won't know until we're sure. I know that we're all set up to do it. I know that uh, the drums are being dropped off tomorrow night at some point, so hopefully that's enough time to get stuff set up, but it's still my band. <laughs> And I guess anything's really possible. But I'm super excited for that. I hope you are, too. I mean, I do realize that it's probably not going to mean new music until, like, March. But the plan is when we roll out new music, my current plan is for every song we roll out to book a show uh, along with it. So we're looking at at least four shows next year. And that's almost as many as this year. Please remember Rebel 9 for all your show needs in 2023, especially if you're another band that's been ignoring us all of 22. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. And we'll get back out there one way or the other. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I hope you had some fun. I hope you heard something you liked. I hope you didn't hear too much that was too offensive or too political or whatever. But even if you did, I'm sure it's for a good cause. Make sure to be good to yourself and to others around you. And enjoy this fall weather. Grab your hoodie. Have a good time. I'll probably play this song again next week. But F it. I'm playing it now, too. Because why? It's my show. That's why. But it's also your show. So, you're welcome. See you next week on The Box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box.